I truly believe that as a parent, what you do and your mindset and the way you talk about money, the way you feel money about money, your kids will reflect on that and learn from it too. Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. This is a special month, Financial Literacy Month, very dear to my heart. I have invited Vienna. She is a CPA, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, but it's going to be an exciting interview, so make sure you tune into this one. Hi, Vienna. Hi, Carolyn. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, no problem. We're excited to have you here. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're up to. Thank you. Like Carolyn said, I'm a CPA here in Canada, CPACA, if you want to be so specific. <laughs> and, and I started a business where I help provide parents with tips and inspiration on how to teach their kids about money management from a very young age. I believe that like reading, money is taught at home and it's so important for parents to start that conversation from a very young age. Launching in January, I have a course coming up called Kids Can Budget where parents can learn how to teach their kids about budgeting and there's going to be videos as well for parents to watch with their kids so they can start those conversations. Oh, how awesome is that? I mean, we're talking about saving for your first home and people are kind of catching up. And wouldn't it be great if we had this kind of foundational education and literacy in our kids? So I think what you're doing is awesome. And to be able to teach kids at a young age about money is just priceless, to be honest with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm always so shocked about the fact that we don't teach this in our education system yet. I'm hearing rumblings that topics are starting to be introduced, but it's just surprising to me that it's been this long that it's not an actual course, a mandatory course, because yeah. I think it's a very important life skill to have. And I was very lucky that from a pretty young age that I learned a lot about budgeting from my uncle, and we'll probably get into that more later. But I think it's such an important skill to have to live within your means, to be ready for a rainy day, and to start those skills from a young age. I totally agree. I think in the United States, they've just started to actually implement that as part of the curriculum. So we're hoping that Canadians will kind of, you know, migrate over as well and put that as part of the curriculum. But what better way to give our kids a chance for a better financial health as they get older? 
Yeah, it's so important. And even if they learn it in school, I think it's so important that it's a discussion at home because one of the most common things like I talk to about with parents is that for them growing up, it was always a taboo subject and it was never meant talked about or mentioned at home. And I think that's such a huge mistake. I think it's very important to be very open about this subject and answer any questions that they may have as best as you can. Exactly, exactly. That's fantastic. So I'm just going to ask you a question. Do you have any childhood memories from your first family home that you remember that you're fond of? Yeah. <laughs> I, my very first home that I remember was actually in Toronto. Oh, nice. <laughs> so the one vivid memory that I have was actually maybe a bit of a sad one because like so I grew up there for most of my childhood and I just remember on moving day that when we had to leave that was probably my first like biggest change ever and I felt this huge amount of sadness for leaving but also a lot of excitement for new opportunities and throughout my life I've moved quite a bit and I've always enjoyed moving and maybe and that's probably where it's all started. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's funny how that moving experience really kind of has an impact, right? Because there's so many memories that are built in a home. And so that's yeah. probably where the sadness kind of came from because you feel like you're leaving your memories behind and all the good times and things that have happened, right? So exactly. It's so important, like how much a home really has an impact on your life and just your experiences in general. Yes, absolutely. And even with my daughters too now, and I know our current place is kind of our starter home and I want her to have a lot of stability in her life. And I do kind of worry about, oh no, the moment we outgrow this house, we're going to have to move and how are we going to prepare for that? That's great. So how did you come about saving for your first home? That seems to be a challenge for a lot of people. And did you have any special methods or ways to actually save for that down payment? Yeah. So I grew up with a single mom and I sadly lost her to cancer when I was only 18 years old. And I don't have any siblings. So her siblings, like my extended family was my family and we were all in Toronto. So I had their support, but specifically I had the support of my uncle. He was my financial guardian as my mom had wished for. And I learned so much about money from those first couple of years under his wing because he would walk me through all the expenses I would need, what I would need to do, save for university, pretty much like renting my own place for the first time. Yeah, he really walked me through his own process of how to budget. Always spend within your means. If you don't have cash, then you can't afford it. And those are kind of his guidelines. That's a great rule. It is. And those rules really stuck with me over the years. And even though at the time I just kind of felt like, okay, whatever, uncle. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so grateful to him for having those guidelines because over the years I stuck with it and developed it into my own thing. And really, so all that to say, I'd never really specifically had a separate savings for like big ticket items like a home or or going to university. But I always had this habit ingrained in me to spend within my means and whatever's left I just save it and just keep it until I need it whether it's for a rainy day an emergency fund or one thing that I developed over the years was especially losing my mom at such a young age I just realized life is so short I need to really like 
make the most of my time here. And I give myself these little mini retirements every couple of years where I take some time off to like truly follow what I'm passionate about. But that's all like a very planned risk that I take because I also... Having lost her at such a young age, I was very concerned about money safety and having money felt safe to me. So, and it wasn't a matter of like a certain amount of money. It was just like always having that skill of living below my means. And for me, it also meant a stable job, which led me into my accounting career and having that as a fallback, as a backup plan. If anything were to go wrong, at least I have this degree. Absolutely. What great lessons. Like something that you said actually kind of just hit home with me. And it was that your uncle became your mentor because it is so important to have someone in your corner. And, it, you know, it can be anyone. It can be a family, it can be a friend, it can be a coach. But having a person that's your mentor and has walked the path before you and is trying to give you those lessons, you know, th- that you don't have to stumble and fall. And if you just listen, <laughs> even though you're a teenager, you know, if you just listen, yes. you may have a better path. And it's great to hear that you have that type of a mentorship with your uncle and that you were able to actually take those lessons and run with it so such a key key point for sure oh yeah totally and that's a huge part of the course that I'm building the first module is all on the parents mindset because I had this experience with him as my mentor I truly believe that as a parent what you do and your mindset and the way you talk about money the way you feel money about money your kids will reflect on that and learn from it too and so it's so important to have your own self-awareness first before you can start teaching your kids absolutely and yeah that's so important That's great. We talked a little bit about how you made it a priority in your budget because you actually just created this one simple pot, right? And you, whenever something came up, I'm assuming that's when you took from your savings account. So just tell me a little bit more about that when it was time to actually purchase your home. If you're anything like I was, staying on top of your budget is not an easy task. Paycheck to paycheck would go by and you're no further ahead. For my listeners, I am giving you this free guide that is going to take you to the next level. It's got 10 easy tips to follow to help you stay on track with your budget. Just head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash budget dash tips. Enter your information and you can download this guide right now. In general, I just always had this mindset of save whatever's left over and then it just became this like you said just a general pot and then within that pot like I would have in my mind ideas because like I'm a spreadsheet girl I love excel (laughs) so there's certain times where I would be like okay like this amount will be for a trip and this amount will be for I don't know something coming up that needs to be done or a car repair or whatever whatever it, it needs to be but when it came down to buying my first home thanks to my uncle like I've always lived without debt like every credit card uh, every month I would pay off my credit card I never really had any significant amount of debt my first car was purchased through cash so the first time I really experienced a huge amount of debt was buying my first home with my husband and luckily like we we came into it equally so we were able to both take on the burden of the down payment so between the two of us we were able to take care of the down payment and more it all came down to more of the mindset the fact that i have to take on this debt and how the length of time that i'm gonna have this Mm -hmm. debt for that was a huge commitment and 
almost burden that I felt like it was time to take on, but I don't know if I was quite ready. I, I don't know if I would ever be ready for it based on my whole life of mindset of not being in debt. Yeah, people really struggle with that because, you know, there is all this talk about how some debt is good and some debt is bad, right? And, you know, I can say mm-hmm. that I guess having a mortgage is what you would call maybe a good debt because you're building equity, you're building assets, and then your consumer yes. debt, which is like credit card and things like that, is where you kind of steer away from. But having that mindset exactly. to change and say, okay, you know what, it's okay, let me take this big pool that I worked really hard for and put it into something that is going to help with our future planning. I think it just takes a little bit of a mindset change to jump into something like that. Yes, huge. It's it's very scary because you think like, okay, what what happens is if one of us loses our jobs? Like, are we going to be able to? And that was the first step in deciding how much we'd want to spend on the first house. Mm-hmm. And we were very deliberate in the sense that if one of us were to lose our job, we would still be able to afford the mortgage. And that was really important to me because that could happen. And it was also important to me because I didn't want to be house poor. Like, I still wanted that mindset of being able to save for a rainy day so I didn't want to overextend ourselves on a super big house right off the bat so we ended up in a townhouse which we love and here in BC it's still costing yeah. arm and a leg <laughs> gotta love BC Toronto's yeah. no different so <laughs> exactly right <laughs> but yeah that was probably a key moment in our house search where we decided okay we want to be able to afford whatever we purchase want to be able to afford it if on one salary. Yeah, such a great lesson because some people have these big dreams and ambitions and you see, you know, you're watching the home channels and you're seeing all this, oh, I'd love to have that. But when it comes down to it, it's always reflecting back to your budget and what it is that you can afford and making sure that you're staying within your means. So great principle to actually think of it as using your one income to decide on what you would actually purchase because some of us we take bulk incomes and we think oh look can afford this size house but what if something does happen and you know you're only within one income so it's a very great rule that you've implemented for sure thank you it was very important to me because I did have a thought because I think I was pregnant when we bought the house officially but leading up to that I had a thought that when the first baby comes I may want to go down to part-time which I actually ended up doing so I just wanted that option without it being I'm tied to having Mm -hmm. to work to pay for this house when really I wanted to spend more time with my first child I wanted that option even though at the time I wasn't sure if I would be doing that or not I just wanted that option and keep your options open absolutely Well, since we have you on our podcast, we've got to talk about parenting and kids and money and all the good stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) what are some of the misconceptions that people have learned maybe from their parents and they take that into their adulthood? So one of the most interesting things that I've talked to my guests about where it seemed like growing up money was a bit of a almost taboo subject where it just it's not necessarily that it was like you can't talk about it it just wasn't brought up very often not actively I mean you you probably hear it all the time in stores and stuff where if there's a kid in the store he or she wants this toy and they're like can I have it and then the parent immediately goes no we can't afford it 
Yes. So I, I feel like that's the mindset that I'm hoping to try and help parents change. And it's a module in one of my lessons too, where building little entrepreneurs. So it's not about, no, we can't afford it, but how can we afford it? And changing that mindset of not having enough to an abundance and, and, but also linking in the values of, okay, this is this, whatever it is that you want, it costs money. So how will we work for it to get that thing? Mm -hmm, And just going back to the very beginning though, it's just having that initial reaction of trying to catch yourself just to like not have that. No, can't, can't afford it. And then end of conversation. It's like taking that conversation to the next level. Like, okay, like you would like to, maybe we can add it to a wish list, or maybe we can talk about what chores you could do to save up for it and how many different types of tasks you would need to do to afford this toy. Exactly. Such a great lesson because, you know, then they kind of understand that they're working quote unquote towards it right and this is how you're going to actually obtain that item instead of just asking for mom and dad for the money right so yeah uh, and it, it just gives them so much agency to and confidence to realize this is something that I can do that I can earn and that I can work towards and it gives them a little bit more control than just like a lot of families And if it works for them, then that's great. But some families will just have an allowance every week. And Mm -hmm. that will give them a little bit of money to work with. But if you do that, if you do an allowance, it's also important to help them decide how are you going to use this allowance? Would you want to save it? Do you want to share it, like donate it? Or is there something you want to spend it on at a certain date? So just having I think the most important thing that I always like to talk about from the very beginning is just to always have an open conversation but the key is to remember to have that conversation like it can come up at any point like at the dinner table out at the grocery store even in a car ride having that conversation like oh how much is gas today or at the grocery store is like oh this milk is cheaper than this milk and just not just going about day to day without remembering that this could be a money conversation exactly that's great and so like if we're teaching our kids about saving and you're talking about these kind of subjects is there a specific technique that you recommend yeah so in terms of like putting the money money, yeah putting the money away actually saving yeah i think it depends on the age group so a lot of research that i've done shows that kids as young as three years old can start understanding money transactions. So I think the first thing I would say is where is your kid at? Age is just a number sometimes. Like your kid could be so much more advanced or your kid may not be as advanced and that's totally okay too. So just trying to gauge where they are at with their number one, their counting skills and then their math skills Mm -hmm. because those are the most important base of learning about money. And then from there... See if they understand what saving, spending, and donating means. Those are the probably the top three buckets of where they would put their money as a kid. And then encouraging them by having visuals. So a lot of times in this day and age, as you probably know, most parents will have their credit cards or their debit cards. It's so at least for me, it's very rare to actually use cash nowadays. And I often talk to parents about like, how do they do this? How do they show their kids what money is when they're not really seeing it at home? (laughs) 
So a lot of parents like to use wall charts. So at least with wall charts, you can draw like the three categories. And then as money comes in, you can see that the amount is going up. And so that's a very good first step. If there's no cash in the house and you want to get something done quick, that would be a good first start. Oh, that's such a great useful way to show kids visually that this is how it is and the increments going up. That's amazing. Yeah, visual is so important. Yeah, exactly. Are there any other resources or books that parents can look to towards to get some more advice about this? Right now, I am developing a course called Kids Can Budget, and it's a course where I help parents teach their kids about money and savings. And then also, I mentioned before, there's going to be a module on entrepreneurship and starting that from a very young age. And this course will be launching in January. And if you want to learn more, I have a YouTube channel under Vienna Summer. And from there, I have a lot of videos where I talk about teaching kids about money management and I talk to other parents who've done this and yeah there's lots of tips and inspiration on there as well oh that's amazing so helpful thank you so much so just to yeah just to wrap up our conversation I'm gonna ask you what would you teach your 20 year old self and what kind of impact would that have on your life today (laughs) Oh my goodness. Let's see. I think that I would teach myself that it's okay to take more risks. And yes, I don't believe in regretting things because I think a lot of decisions you make, it's because of your life experience, right? So for me, losing my mom at such a young age, I was not a huge risk taker. And anytime that I made big decisions, it was very planned. So even though at the moment, like if I'm taking a year off, it felt like a risk. It was actually not. I had planned for that. So for me, I would encourage myself to take more risks in the sense that I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I've always wanted to start my own business. But because of that risk factor in starting my own business, I never let myself jump into it. I always wanted to become a CPA, have that accounting experience, have that job stability. And I was so lucky to be able to have all that. But at the same time, I do wish I had started my own maybe side hustle, something earlier and let myself take some time to experience that earlier. And actually, the catalyst that actually jump-started me into starting my own business was after having my first daughter and realizing, like, I want control over my time. And having a job is not going to do that for me. Like, I will need to start my own business to be in full control of my time so that I can keep more of it to her. (laughs) Absolutely. Such a great thing. So many key points because stability is important, but at the same time, you want to be able to live your life the way you want to live it and to kind of determine where your path is going to go. And so, you know, for all of us, it looks different. And ship is such a great avenue. You know, nothing wrong with job stability as well but nothing wrong at all right Mm -hmm. but just trying to actually give your family and your life stability it's so important so that's great yes exactly (laughs) yes and job stability is so important and I'm so lucky to have 
all this accounting experience that I that I can always go back to. But I'm so excited for this next step in my career and see where it will lead. Absolutely. Well, we're excited for you too. Thank you so much for sharing all these amazing tips with us and uh, make sure to check out her YouTube channel and definitely investigate the course because we need to teach our kids about money. It's so important to avoid some, a lot of the pitfalls that we fall into as we get older. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. That was wonderful. Yes, we will talk soon. Take care. Sounds great. Chat soon. Take care. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.